episode eight. Just kick back. This is D. It's Ace, and we're back. Long hiatus, but yeah, but we're back at it. Like we never left. Yeah, even um, though it's episode eight, it's basically like season two, but you know, same same old quality content. Yeah. So uh, yesterday, Trilectro. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. So uh, pretty pretty high. Had a pretty deep lineup, I would say. Um, got to see a bunch of different acts that I wanted to see in concert, which was pretty dope. Uh, what, were, what were some of your favorites or favorite moments? Um, so off the bat, when the lineups came out, I was most excited to see uh, Sheck West, um, Cardi. Mm-hmm. Playboy yeah, Cardi, not yeah, Cardi B. Yeah, Playboy Cardi and um, Young Thug. I think those were like my top three. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen. I mean, other other the big name on the on the bill was a uh, SZA, mm-hmm. which I saw already. Two chains I've seen, um, and then Young Thug and Playboy Cardi. I've seen like they came out with other people's sets, so I was excited to see their solo set. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll say like Trelectro, it. Um, very much more hip hop oriented festival than other festivals I've been to, and they cater to a lot of uh, homegrown talent mm. for at least like the early acts and uh, on the bill. So, um, but yeah, like, um, what, what was your favorite set before we get before I get um, a little deeper? That's a good question. So I would say definitely Shaq, but I'm gonna be honest. Some of the people in the crowd kind of let me down because everybody just wanted to hear uh, Obama, and then a bunch of people left after that, which I was like, "That's kind of whack." But uh, but you were you you kind of I don't know what happened to you where you went, but like uh, I, so I was still behind you, but I was like I don't know if you were to equate them to rows, I was like maybe four or five rows back. Uh, so okay. like I was kind of like on the outside of where the pit would be at and then I was just kind of floating in and out and uh, gotcha. just making sure people didn't get uh, lost at sea. Oh, let's backtrack a little bit. Trilectro is um, is an annual festival in the I guess you could say the, the DMV area. Yeah. Technically it's in Columbia, Maryland um, and I know it's been going on. I first heard of it like back in 2013, but I think like uh, mm-hmm. they had smaller a uh, smaller rendition of it earlier, yeah. Yeah. earlier than that. But uh, 2015 is like when it started to try to get to like the upper tier. Cause I think that's when they got Cuddy and Travis and like all of those other people and stuff too. They, so. um, I know Travis 2013, he was there. Oh, he was? Oh, I just noticed that uh, Supreme like down duck thing. That's yeah, cool. that was a gift from a friend. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I know, and I know it was big. It got big also. I mean, I don't really rock with her that much, but oh yeah, yes, Jules. She was a big like co-signer of it, and then they got they dropped her. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 been it's a it's been a consistent festival, I'll say, and they hold like events throughout the year, mm-hmm. um, or hold stuff like uh, I think they're in the same like a conglomerate as like nine like 930 club and all the people that own i mean 
think the same guy that owns 930 Club. I know he owns Anthem and all mm-hmm. other big music venues in the area. So, mm-hmm. um, But yeah, like, anyways, my, I think uh, for that Shaq West performance, it was kind of cool because after, right after Maxo Cream came off, everybody just started saying Mo Bamba. He didn't yeah. even come out yet. Yeah. And then uh, if you were there or if you weren't there for, for that matter, um, they were trying to calm everybody down and try to get everybody to move back because the there was no barricades up and it was getting like so crazy. Um, Sheck came out and everybody just started going nuts and then they I think he got through like some of his song and then they cut off his mic and the uh and the sounds and it just it started acapella till I mean acapella version of Mobamba until uh the sound came on so I thought that was pretty cool that everybody was like rocking with him I think he's like I think he's like gonna be a. I think he's gonna be pretty big as long yeah. as he delivers on his mud boy at least like a third of what the hype is. I think mm. he'll be straight. He has a bunch of songs that are floating around now that are all bangers. So literally, he could just put like those five or six singles that he has out, and then just add maybe like five other songs, and then just release that. And I think he would be fine. Um, but I think that as far as his live performance, he has kind of like a similar energy to Travis, obviously, because I think he is under his tutelage. So he learns a lot from Travis. And I think that's going to drive him up because um, everybody's going to just like going to his live show. Same thing with Travis, right? It's everybody, experience. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he definitely has kind of like that that rock star quality, if you would want to say. Um, and he's very for the people, which I think is going to help him out in the long run exactly but, uh, yeah check and I'll Party. say he didn't come out late yeah. yeah 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 so I don't know what was going on but they were like shifting around times and or people just were showing up like 30 minutes to an hour late but Shuck came out right after Maxo did probably like 10-15 minutes which was pretty good so shout uh, out to him on that yeah Maxo was pretty Maxo was a good uh had a good set too. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, I mean, he's he's pretty. Uh, I think he has his he has his niche of like people that know him. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised at like the amount of people that knew like all of his songs. Right. So that was good. Uh, Two chains. Uh, I always enjoy his mm. set when I can see him. He uh, he just has like so many like hits. Right. Because he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. So very consistent knows how to make a song. Except I hate that uh, it's a vibe song. That's like the most yeah. Like, like it's like the structure of the song is so is so good to a fault. It just <laughs> it, it like he has the singers and like the right singers in there, the right choruses, the right melodies, but it's just annoying. I don't it, know. Yeah, it's, I think it's because it's. I don't know. It's like one of those things. It's like it. It kind of gets overplayed, or it's just like. I don't know how to say it. It's just kind of, it, it just kind of grows out of control to the point where it's just like, okay, I, I'm, I'm good on this song for a little while, but it's not a bad song at all. Like, I think that kind of speaks to how good 2 Chains is. It's like, he's so good that you'll probably be hearing a lot of his stuff like all the time. He definitely, yeah. Definitely knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. 
I really like Thug's set though, actually. Um, I, I was, think his set got cut short. His short, his was like 30 minutes only. It Well, it didn't get cut short because he came out like when it was supposed to end. This is true. This so is true. yeah, like. In, in very Thug fashion. I thought he wasn't gonna show up at all. It was, uh, cause I think what was happening, his set started at four was supposed to start at four and two chains starts at five. And I noticed they were trying to give like a 15 minute break before like the next performance so they can have time to set up or, you know, turn that, turn the stage around. Cause they had like another stage in the back where they set up and they mm. switched, um, switched it around. But he ended up coming out like, at like close to five. And then, yeah, you can't go. I mean, a festival. There's like a schedule. There's supposed to be a schedule, right. so you can't go over your time. And they actually cut off his mic for like a good like one and a half songs. They finally gave they finally gave him the clearance and they let him go on with his set. But yeah, um, I mean, he played everything I wanted to hear. He played check lifestyle, like oh, like right. lifestyle. He he did uh, he did stuff off a. Of, uh, Slime language. Yeah, the no, uh, no. Uh, he did some stuff on the slime language. Yeah, I was just saying, I didn't really like the album that much, but that, that slime one season, is, yeah. The three, uh, he did digits. Um, yeah, I had to hear that one. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Shout out to the goat. Right. Um. But yeah, Thug's performance was really dope. Um. I really, really, really wanted to see Cardi live because I just know from watching some of his other performances that kind of in the same vein as Sheck and Travis like they get really moshy so that's like what I was trying to get into I would, it just the way that Trelectro pit at the main stage was set up or the people that because they had different sections or different tiers of what tickets you can buy so now everybody was allowed to get in that pit right it was almost it would almost be better if he would have had the outside if Cardi would have had an outside show on the other right. one. maybe had it maybe that stage would be bigger but um there was like no mosh there's barely any mosh pits going on right. at that time right so that I, that was kind of disappointing but yeah. I mean we some people made stuff happen but I mean yeah I mean Cardi played everything I wanted to hear too so right it was uh I think he I think they, uh, especially him and Shaq, they really care about their uh, performances because they know, I mean, that's what the younger people want to be there for, the experience. Like, they don't want to just sit there and listen to or not see their favorite artists have no energy on stage. Right, right. And I think that speaks speaks a lot because someone like... uh, 21 Savage. I don't know if you ever seen. You, you, yes. you were there. Yeah, we saw last year at Broccoli City. And the thing is, is like I think 21 has good songs, but uh, I feel like he kind of falls into that pocket where he's like he doesn't want to do a whole bunch because he doesn't want to come off as like weird or goofy on stage. Uh, and I think that it shows like he's like very aware of him being in the public, and he doesn't want to be like caught slipping fair enough so but like somebody like Cardi Cardi could really give two shits like he's he's just out there to have a good time and I think that it shows so um I did uh find a way to get my my camera in shout yeah. out to uh 
my friend China. She's a local DMV shooter, and she helped me out. So yeah, shouts out. Got I got really good uh, photos of. I think Car- Cardi was probably my best set. Thug too. Two chains too. Check. It was kind of like hit or miss because I was actually in where all the the shit was going on. Right. So right. it was. Uh, I was just moving, moving around too much. I kind of wish I would have stepped back. Mm-hmm. But I was. I wanted to have fun. But I know Check's gonna be a while, around a while, so yeah. I'm not really worried about that. But yeah. It was, but uh, I would say overall it was pretty dope. Like it had a good mix of different artists and stuff. You stayed you stayed later than me though, so yeah. So after Cardi, there was uh, Carnage. Carnage set was actually pretty dope. Um, RL Grime, his set was straight, and then SZA went on, which SZA closed out everything because she was headlining. SZA had a bunch of. Uh, guests show up on hers, which was pretty dope. So she brought out Goldlink. Goldlink did, uh, you know, his his track with Shy Glizzy um, and Brent Fayez. I don't ever know how to pronounce his last name. I don't know how to, but you, I think everybody knows the song. Yeah. So he came out and did that. Then she brought out uh, she brought out Wale, which was pretty dope. And then um, she brought out J-Rock. I didn't think that he was going to be there, but J-Rock performed um, King's Dead and Win, which are, of course, her two title tracks off of his album, which is still fire. And I listen to that album like at least once every couple of days. So probably one of my favorite albums of the year. That's a whole different discussion. But well, I'm glad, yeah. It seemed like uh, everybody was having a good time. True, like Joe, no crazy stuff happened. So yeah, 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 man. Um, Shout out to the the heroes of the unsung heroes of Trilectro. So, kind of how we we're talking about with the tickets, um, that pit was supposed to be reserved for VIP, which is like a two hundred dollar ticket. But there were some people who were letting other people get in because like the pit wasn't filling up like they thought they were. Some people were still capping on it, so. But it was, yeah. I'm glad. Uh, uh, I just, I don't, I don't understand. For me, like whenever I go to like a festival or something, or even like a regular concert, mm. I'm trying to. I don't want to be sitting in a seat. Not, not for the whole time. Like I wouldn't mind doing like a little bit of both. I guess I'm kind of the person that's in the middle, but. Um, the way they had it set up and for what they were charging on the tickets, I think that was kind of like, I understand the lineup is pretty OD, but if you're gonna charge 150 for the VIP, but the VIP's like, uh, like right next to the stage, but you can't see the stage from the VIP, there's no point. Um, and then you have to pay another $50 on top of that to get in the pit in the front, which is dumb. And then the lawn was like a football field away, which felt like. So if you had to sit on the lawn, you couldn't see shit. So yeah, no. I don't know. I wasn't really too crazy about how they did the ticketing. I don't know if maybe this is like a new venue for them for this. No, it's not. The oh, they last time watching. I came in 2015, they had the same same thing. I actually had this. I sat in the seats that time that year. Mm. And I was like, Ugh. I mean, it was cool. Like you can if you get there early enough, you can be in the front. But mm. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to. I mean, I am getting a little older, so you know, like yeah. I don't be wanting to mosh all the time like that. 
Right. Or I need to chill. But we did end up get pretty good seats. We're like second from the front. Yeah, yeah. So it was still pretty decent. I guess it was just my little thing about it because they had like cardi up but then you're gonna charge a 200 dollar ticket there's not a bunch of people who are actually gonna mosh that are gonna be in the front just kind of how it is but i don't know maybe that's what they were going for so overall trailer show was really dope though i would definitely go again better than broccoli city yeah but broccoli city kind of has like a different audience i feel like i feel like broccoli city's focus is more of the local area and trying to bring up a lot of the the businesses that are around and then they just have a festival on top of that whereas trolectro is like they're not trying to do anything else but put on good performances and i feel like they do that every year and then uh, you don't gotta count at least for like the rain mm. you don't have to well if you're in the lawn then you're sol but yeah um yeah, it seems it seems like it always rains at Broccoli City. Every year, yeah. yeah. But moving on, mm-hmm. um, don't want to forget. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Yeah. So of yeah. course, I'm pretty sure everybody's heard, but uh, I think a little less than two weeks ago now, uh, Mac Miller had passed away, um, which was kind of a shock to me because it seemed like he was doing so well and he was on Twitter talking about going on tour with Thundercat and all that other stuff like the day before, like hours before. And then to hear this, like I I was in disbelief. I was like, there's no way, especially for somebody who's like our age. You just never expect something like this. Yeah, it was, I was, uh, I was pretty hurt, honestly, because I'm thinking I'm, I'm just thinking of like other artists deaths and mm-hmm. this one actually like actually felt because it felt like he was one of us right you exactly. know like, like I grew up listening to him grew up like wearing the same clothes pretty much yeah like, kind of like in the same culture mm-hmm. and then I don't know he just uh, I mean, I've seen him. I mean, we've seen him, seen him in a concert together, and mm. he's always put out consistently good music, and not even like consistent, like um, being consistent with the same sound. Like he's always like pushed himself to try to be a better, better musician, mm. um, which I really appreciate. I mean, my personal favorite of his is probably. I'd probably say Faces. Mm. Faces are probably my personal favorite, even though that was like one of the albums he was, that was one of the albums like where he was like heavily like on drugs too, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad. I don't know why we always have to get like the best stuff out of right. people when they're on drugs, but I don't know. It did seem like he was trying to be, go in the right direction, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I, just, I, don't, I don't know how else to put it. It's just unfortunate. Right. But it was good to see, like, the impact uh, he's had on, you know, the rest of the culture, like his peers. Like, he's, uh, it seemed like everybody respected him. Mm-hmm. Everybody had something good to say about him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, a, I don't know, it, just being on Twitter. It was a beautiful thing. I mean, even though it was, like, an unfortunate moment. It was a beautiful thing to see, like, 
how far his reach was. Right. So, because you know, you would look at like Mac, and not to say that his death like means more than anybody else's, but you can see like the range of impact felt throughout like everybody whenever the news broke uh, because I feel like everybody was affected even if you don't like listen to him like all the time like everybody has like a period of Mac that they gravitate to the most so I think when that news broke everybody just universally felt it because he meant so much to a lot of people and he was involved in probably one of the I'm gonna say it, I think he's involved in probably one of the best eras in music which is like the the blog era and that might be a hot take but i feel like like well at least creativity like, we'll wise say and like stuff. uh not you know, say like uh well limited to like hip-hop yeah exactly whatever, yeah. so like i feel like some of the stuff that came out in the 90s is like still holds true to this day but i feel like some of the stuff that came out in that blog era we'll still be listening to in like 20 and 30 years so uh and i feel like mac is one of them so definitely mm-hmm. no yeah never gonna forget never gonna stop playing mary miller right um, exactly yeah but i was gonna i was gonna still i was still gonna try to get to or at least like photograph his show or you know mm-hmm. go try to see that with thundercat because and jid i think jid was on there too so mm-hmm. that would have been a really good uh tour for people right especially that swimming album i was yeah yeah it was it kind of sucked like because some of the songs and then like the video just talking about that i just feel like talking about death is just like mm. it seems like every like uh other rappers too they've talked about death and it ends it's like up they see com- it coming almost yeah because yeah, I, I feel like that was kind of the case with uh with peep and x too like they kind of talked about it and it, it was really strange because i know specifically with x he was talking about it like hours before he was i don't know it was really weird and sometimes you don't really pay any mind to it until it happens and you're like holy shit but yeah yeah well i don't know um mm-hmm. who are who are actually not who hopefully cut that out i was gonna say uh you got those uh core purple ones yeah so for well for this segment it's called wins and losses so over the last couple of weeks you know we've been into a bunch of stuff so just kind of talk about different w's and different l's that we took so yesterday or this week i tried to cop a couple of things um the core purples was one so i got lucky on the sneakers app on that um, I took a bunch of L's on a few different things, uh, and I did get the um, the yellow acronym Presto. So that was that was uh, maybe my second W there. Took an L on everything else that came out this week, though. Uh, the humidity, SBs, the Jizzity. I just wanted one, couldn't get one. And I see there's kids that have like five and six shirts, so that kind of made me salty. But uh. Yeah, that was pretty much my wins and losses for the week. What about you? Um, I ain't really. Uh, I try. I actually, it was like ten oh three, and I went to go look for the core purples. Like sometimes, like I know the shoe's about to come out, mm-hmm. something happens, 
Yeah. And then I just, yeah, too late. So I didn't end up getting those, but um, I got the, uh, the, the Nigel Sylvester ones. Those got are those. fire. Um, I got a Leica M6. Mm-hmm. So I've been shooting a lot of uh, film recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's a, a W being able to sneak that camera and get some of those shots at True Electro. I think I think that's a W. Yeah, that was that was a W because um, I didn't really have a. I mean, I wanted to shoot, but I didn't really have like a solid plan on how to get my camera because it was like notebook bags or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I had to find a way get the shots or whatever mm-hmm. just to build uh just keep trying to build a portfolio or whatnot mm-hmm. but yeah um another w is just uh i mean i don't know if this is in the realm of what we're talking about but did go to like a class at the Leica store with this this guy who's uh his name is robbie jeffers mm. he actually uh he does a lot of music a lot of music photography he actually started out uh, working at Stussy. Really? Working at Stussy. And was then, it the Stussy DC here? Because there used to be a no, flagship no, no. store he's here. No, he's out from, he's, he, he's from like uh, Southern California. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he started out working at Stussy, um, doing ads photography for them. I'll show you the video. I'll show you like his bio like afterwards. Mm. But then, uh, then he started out when Nike SB started out. Nice. So he was doing stuff for them. And yeah, he was just teaching us like basic film stuff or what he, how he, how his eye is trained for, how he shoots. And yeah, hopefully start, I want to start developing my own stuff soon. So be pretty cool. Sick. Yeah. um, Yeah, because I've seen, I've seen some of the stuff on IG, but I didn't know about the teacher of the class but that that actually makes the class like that much more sick because i feel like it kind of hits home yeah at least for me like i mean just like i mean everybody else wasn't like hit to most of the stuff he was talking about when mm-hmm. he went in to like streetwear or whatever but mm-hmm. you know just wearing like oh here's another story so i was wearing like a supreme hat right mm-hmm. and uh he mentioned he commented on that but then i showed him a picture of tyler mm-hmm. he's like oh snap like yeah the dude's wild like i shot the video for uh bitch suck dick really yeah really yeah so i was like <laughs> wow and he was like yeah like um he was telling the story like because they had like jason dill in there he's mm-hmm. naming off all these people that were in the video mm-hmm. and then tyler just thought he was like some old wash dude and he, he's like, yo, like, how do you know all these people? Like, mm-hmm. so he had a story about that. It was pretty cool. But yeah, man, like, shout out to Robbie, though. Like, he's cool. I still got to go uh, to, like, a store and pick up a print he gave me. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, but he's a, that was a cool guy. Yeah. Um, I'll say, like, what are, you, what are you listening to right now? Right now? Hmm. Or what's in, like, your heavy rotation? So... I'm actually a little late on Lil Baby. So I listen to Gunner a lot. And of course, they're kind of in the similar realm. So I actually started listening to Lil Baby's last project that he dropped. And I've literally been playing that album front to back. Um, I didn't, ex- I mean, I've se- I see that he gets a lot of traction, but I didn't think that I would like it that much. 
but I was completely wrong. You're talking about Baby? Yeah. He... I'll say, like, I don't know. He still... He has, like, the same... Like, rap style, like, cadences and stuff like that mm-hmm. for most of his songs. He's, like, pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, there's some songs I really like, and then... Like, I... A lot of these, like a lot of the rappers, like now I have to pick like a handful of stuff and just say that was my thing. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta pick a handful of stuff, and then that's what I'm gonna listen to. Like I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. I don't feel, I don't feel like I need to listen to his whole album, right? You know, because he's not gonna give me enough uh, variety mm-hmm. to go back and listen to it again. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. But I mean, I. That sold out date song, yeah, that's fire. I know you were talking about another one. Um, uh, him and him and Gunna just released a no. So there's a song with Lil Baby and then Rich Forever, which is, uh, you know, Rich the Kid, Jay Critch, and Famous Dex. That I feel like that song is pretty dope too. Um, there's a lot of stuff I've been listening to, just like, like random stuff. But as far as albums. I'd probably say Amane's last album, which is pretty damn good too. Um, Lil Baby's album, and I did I did listen to the Lupe album. I'm still kind of digesting it because in 2018, I'm not used to listening to a album that's 100 minutes long. And there's kind of like a lot going on. There's a lot to, just like with any Lupe album, there's a lot to digest. But yeah, I feel like it's going like in a better. I think he's going in a better direction now, instead of. Um, I thought he retired. Honestly, I think he thought he retired too. <laughs> well, I guess because whenever he released the last album, he said he had one more that was like close to done, and then he recently released it because somebody hacked him. Yeah, and then leaked all of his stuff. Same thing happened to Mikey, <coughs> uh, Mikey Rocks or Sir Michael Rocks. His album came out. Was forced out. Yeah, that was pretty unfortunate. Yeah, and uh, I still don't know how I feel about that one. I think that's probably the the weakest album for Michael Rocks, but it's still like I don't know. It has its moments. Well, I don't think he was finished with it. It didn't yeah, sound like it, so. I just like turned it off. I wasn't even. I'm I'm willing to like not count that one because, like you said, it, it doesn't sound like it was completed. It seemed like there was maybe spots for features that he probably just filled in with random stuff for the time being so yeah so we won't count that against his record but um for me i was gonna say uh i've been listening to a lot of that uh blood you listen to blood orange dev hines so i listened to that album twice and it it didn't grab me right away but i still wanted to listen to it because i know that he um, he's really dope so I gotta go back to that gotta go back to that mm-hmm. um, I think uh, Side Baby has like one of the top hip hop rap albums of the year okay okay yeah um, I remember you were telling me about that I need to go back to that that um, still li- still rocking with Astro World yeah still listening that's, to that that's probably one or, number one or two still albums li- of the year still listening to Dial It that, that um, might be number two. Like, if Astro World is one, 
then that's two. Mm. And it, I feel like it would be really hard to put one in front of the other. Let's say the, the top one is for another. Like the yeah, top, that's, so. that's a whole other thing because I feel like that could be its own episode. Bronson just put out White Bronco. He's um, coming out with an album too. Yeah, it's called the album's called White Bronco, but the single he just put out is called White Bronco. Fire. Um, actually, uh, I was in the gym and then... Uh, one of the Pierre song, Pierre Bourne songs came on on my Spotify. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, like this is like, uh, like before I listened to it, I was like, I wasn't really like hooked on, uh, mm-hmm. hooked onto it. But I don't know, I just heard it at the right time, and I've been running through all his songs now. So yeah. um, there was something about that one of the samples that he used on that song. I think I know the one you're talking about. Um, the the most recent single he put out there's one of the some something about one of the samples that somebody pointed out to me and i was like and it just totally changed like the perspective of the song for me also like the sounds that he used are like not typically sounds that he uses so i appreciate that uh i need him to drop his album like now because we've been waiting on life of pr4 forever see we will see um and then Oh, I think that new Uzi song is pretty trash. I think it's trash. Cause I think I don't uh, for okay. <laughs> just to be like I don't know for a six minute song from Uzi and the flow to be like that repetitive like I don't know I, I that's like the first Uzi song that I've heard and I'm a big Uzi like fan but that's the first like Uzi song I've heard like that the first time I'm like nah like I'm not about to listen to this again. I think it's probably because I listened to the snippet like so much of that and the snippet um, was hard. Yeah, but I I like the fact that it's a six minute song because I can let it play back to back for a little while and then just be done with it. So I I like the song actually. I have it in my um, one of my main playlists right now. So um, yeah, I guess I, I wouldn't count I this one, but. I can't. I ain't getting down with it. I know he's gonna drop it when he drops the album. It's probably gonna be. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a good listen. But right, uh, that song I'm not. So on a different topic, let me ask you: Do you um? Did you listen to the Currency's last album? I didn't. What were your thoughts? I just I said I didn't. Oh, you didn't. Did, okay, yeah, gotcha, like, gotcha. He's. Currency, you know, like that's one of my favorite rappers too. Mm-hmm. But he just comes out with so much material. It's kind of insane how much like yeah. music he releases in a certain amount of time. Like I think in a year he probably releases like eighty five songs like on albums. Which he's Be- probably like the hardest working rapper mm-hmm. of the past. I mean, you could say ten years. I mean, I think he. He came off with of that young money, cash money, whatever. But he got a lot of that. the 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 way he makes music, he got that from Max B. He mm-hmm. even said that in an interview. So I think they would be tied for the amount of music that they put out and the their shooting percentage with some of their songs. Um, but I, I would say, as of right now, I think Currency is probably one of the hardest working. Larry June's coming up in that same pocket too because at first we didn't get a whole bunch of music from him all the time. Yeah. But now, like I get on IG and there's like a new song like every three to four days. I think he might be getting, I know he's been hanging out with Currency too, like mm-hmm. a lot lately. So he might be trying to get that from him. And I yeah. think he uh, he's still technically uh, independent. 
He is. So yeah. that's how. I mean, you got to put out that songs to go go on tour and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. I just want to say shout out to Larry June because uh, on his IG, he not only like sell like he obviously he's independent, but like I saw that um, <laughs> he signed up to be an Uber driver for like a couple of days. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually thought that was kind of tight because I feel like sometimes in rap or in music in general, I feel like people feel like they're too good to do certain things, but he's all about getting his money. So he was just like, whatever, I'm going to do this. And he just kind of owned it. And I think it would be pretty tight if you got into an Uber and it was Larry June. I think that would be pretty dope. Uh, yeah, if he, you know, especially if he can like uh, record some stuff right. off of that, that would be pretty. I want to see get some footage. True. I was going to say, because he's also selling those little like orange juices, the, the Larry June orange juice. Like, could you imagine if you got into an Uber and he had those in there for free? Like, that would be fire. The cup holder? Yeah. <laughs> With the orange charger? Yeah. Nah, man. Yeah. Shout that Larry <laughs> June, man. But uh, I think that about wraps it up for this one. Um, yeah. Gonna be back Thursday, we're thinking? Yeah. So, so, yeah. Thursdays are our new recording day. So, we're trying to have new podcasts out on Friday every week. So, that's what we're shooting for. If that changes, we'll let you guys know. But we're trying to get a consistent schedule so you know when to look for us. But make sure you do subscribe to us on iTunes so that way you get the notification every time we post a new uh, new podcast. Yep. Let us know what you think about it. It's good. Um, yeah. Consistency. I think that's um, definitely uh, got to hone in on it so we can mm-hmm. get this thing rolling. But yeah, man. This is Ace. This is D. And kick back, we're out. We're out.